This is the Championship Club Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hello everyone and welcome to the Championship Clubs Podcast. My name is Ross Hancock of the Cornish Pirates and we are previewing the start of a new Championship Rugby season. Can't wait to get back to some rugby. Joined here by the one and only Ben Gulliver. Gully, how's your summer been, mate? And how are the twins? Hey, mate. Uh... Yeah, it's been a good summer, actually. It's been fucking hot, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, and then, um, obviously, twins twins are getting older now, four months old. I'll be straight up with you and the listeners. Hardest thing I've ever done. Best way of describing it, it's like having a hangover, but without the good times. <laughs> Every day. But it's uh, they're brilliant. They're really healthy. George is smashing it. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're loving life as parents. But it is, uh, it's a tough gig, that's for sure. It's good to hear, mate. Yeah, it's definitely it's tough enough with one, but for, for you to have the two, the twins, is a uh, big respect to you for that, mate. And especially at the time of recording, it's been a bit of a tough night getting them down as well. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's like people have had twins before, so when you go like, "Well, it's me," it's like, well, you know, parents have it tough. It's just, it's just life. You just crack on with it. But lo- loving it, uh, we were we've been we've been watching a bit of rugby with them as well. So we we went to the prem. Women's prem final when they were two weeks old. Um, they've they've been they've been living it up. They had a box at Twickenham, uh, watching one of the other the Barbars game, and also at Chiefs at, over the weekend. So, yeah, we've we've watched a bit of rugby, but it's uh, it's time to talk champ rugby, isn't it? It is, yeah, and it's definitely uh, it's definitely good to be back. Just a brief look at, at how this show is going to play out. We'll we'll look at the twelve club league, which is obviously beefed up this season with without the bye weeks. Uh, look at some ins and outs the opening weekend of fixtures and so how we think the, the clubs are going to go. Obviously, my involvement with the Pirates, I won't be writing any team talks for any for any size with what I think too too much, but you would just look at look at the league and, and how it's how it's going. And I think we'll probably start in reverse order from last season's table, but we've got to begin with the new boys Coley, haven't we? We've uh, we had Matt Cairns on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um I must admit I haven't actually seen much of them in term in terms of rugby playing, in terms of watching, but Everything I see in here is all really good stuff. I mean, the culture of the club looks great, and that can go a long way in in rugby, especially even in this level, really. So, yeah, they seem like they're they're building nicely there. Um, I can actually see them taking some scalps best based on absolutely nothing other than the fact that they're just a, a likable bunch. I, I can I can see that that culture is going to take them a long way, and they've uh, they've obviously brought in someone like Dan Bibby, who's, who's an experienced uh, experienced guy and some quality and. Yeah, I think they'll make it tough for people there this season. I don't know what you think yeah. about them. Yeah, I I was fortunate when um, Coldy were in that one towards the end of my career. I, I, I took a trip up there with Amtil. And the Coldy story reminds me of the Amtil story. But slightly different model without the the same sort of level of investment in players, but more based around where, where they can recruit from in the area. And as we know, that part of the world has produced rugby players. So... You know, you got Sam Dickinson up there, who's a bit of a champ stalwart pr- prior to his uh, his prem games when he was at Rotherham. So, you know, he's a hard he's a hard man, and I think that'll help help the rest of the group up there. And like you said, it's I think they will take some scalps, especially through the winter. They'll have a good link with Sale, um, so they'll have some some DRs come in. So, but they're very much based on their own culture. But yeah, looking forward to seeing how they go. You know, it's uh, I don't think they'll be the walkover that maybe people outside of the league. Um, 
think they will be. No, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how they get on this season. We'll definitely be yeah. interested to see. Yeah, and then if we go on to the next one, so like I said, they're going reverse order from the from the league last year. We've got London Scottish or uh, London Scottish Harlequins, as they'll be known from now on. So, I I think so. Obviously, I bagged them a bit last year, but I think rightly so as well. I think they're pretty poor. So this this will be different. It'll be really interesting to see how they are. They've obviously got. Brian Ripath in there as DOR. You've also got Joe Gray as head coach, first coaching gig, and they'll be heavily supported as coaches and staff. So I think there'd be um there'd be an interesting place for, for teams to visit, but I think it will take them a little while as well. So, you know, I don't think they'll be the, the walkover that maybe they were at times last season, but I also think they could become, become quite strong towards the end. I know you guys struggle struggle up there all the time, don't you? So um I can see them doing better than last year, but how how much better? I'm just not sure yet. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I think obviously they had a tough season last year. Everybody knows the struggles they had and, and some of the some of the heavy defeats they took. But um, yeah, I think speaking to people that possibly don't um, watch a lot of champ rugby would probably think that Scottish have got their ducks in a row a little bit. I think, you know, look at someone like Brian Redpath, the, the stature and the profile of him at the club, and like you said, Joe Gray there. The partnership with Quinns, I think it will benefit them, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think it might take a little bit of time to to get to where they want to get with that. Um, but at the same time, I, I can I can see them slightly improving on on last season. And yeah, like you said, the the RAG is a difficult place for us pirates to visit. And you know, we nearly came unstuck there last season when everyone was was giving them a bit of a pasting. So uh, yeah, be be interesting to see see how Scottish go and. And and Nottingham obviously finished in tenth last season. We've come on to them now. They're another team that struggled last last season. I think I actually said um, towards the the end of our um, season in, on the pod when we were talking about their team of the season. I, I did actually see some impressive stuff from them at times, but the results just weren't good, obviously, and and they they did struggle. But you know they're an established championship side, and and people come to expect a little bit better from them, but. Um, yeah, like I say, I was impre- I was impressed at times, but the results didn't stack up. I think it's going to be difficult again for them, though, don't you? It's like you say, like I think with both Scottish and Knots, obviously Scottish new coach this year, Hamo was in there, which is into his second season. So hopefully, his you know his processes and things are in place, and the players are better for that. I mean, they've, they've signed Olafuena, um, I know, um, which, which is like a, that stands out. Um, but I, just with those two teams, and I'm hearing a few rumours sort of on the grapevine that with the Prem Cup coming forward a bit, that there's not going to be as many dual rich players available. So that may affect their start of the season. And that's across the board within the league. So uh, that Prem Cup moving doesn't does affect champ squads a little bit. So uh, it may it may affect Scottish and not early on, but it, it may not. Their, their core group may maybe good and we don't sort of know their injury status at the minute but I think Knotts will be slightly better this year for their second year under Hammer then we're on to like, <laughs> I think you always call these guys the dark horses Richmond um, I think they could be pretty strong this year well well they were strong last year they were just unfortunate with a few they they, they lost a few tight ones didn't they and you know if you win those tight ones you, you're, you're three or four places up the league so again models um, a good one um, but it'd be interesting. I'm always intrigued in Richmond because it could be one year they could just fall off a cliff and get relegated. But I think their model's too strong for that, and their coaching group's too strong. But you know, that's kind of where I'm at with with Richmond. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, like I say, the, calling them dark horses is a it's a 
it's an easy line, isn't it, for for that club? But you know, they're one of those teams for me that they they do have a big performance in them, and they tend to turn up at home. Um, they can be a bit a bit wishy washy on the road sometimes. Obviously, we've got them first on Friday, so I won't say too much on that. But um, you know, you got the evergreen Mark Bright there. Yeah, so as long as someone like that's in your side, you've always got a chance. And what he, he brings the best out in, in some of the lads around him, they've brought in some some good players. They've recruited well. Uh, Alex O'Meara from our place is a quality winger and bring a different dimension to them. I like James Kane there, uh, uh, Lelling Saniewu as well. They've got some quality. So yeah, they uh, I think they ran Ealing close in pre-season the other day. It was a bit of a champ dress rehearsal in terms of the fixture. So yeah, I think they'll. They'll be there or thereabouts within the within the middle of the middle of the table. I would have thought this season, and, and maybe skittle a couple of big boys here and there when they get the opportunity. Looking further on up the table from from last season, Coventry finished in eighth place last season. Uh, I don't think people would have would have said that they would have finished there at the beginning of the of, of you know this time last year, yeah. um, and they probably didn't have the season that they hoped for either. That obviously that cup run at the end sort of showed that promise that perhaps people would have expected from them at the beginning of the year. So there is some hope there. They, they, they're again improving, and again another side that I would expect to have a better season. Um, a couple of players I really like for them: Josh uh, Josh Bainbridge and Fred Betteridge in the back row. They've got some really, really good loose forwards, um, very mobile players, uh, very skillful players, and yeah, they play on a, on a quick track and a good following. And 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 they can again, they you know, this this league's packed full of quality. You know, they can cause teams problems as well. And I'm I'm sure you've got plenty to say about about Kov. Yeah, Carl again, uh, new coach, coaching group into their second season. Just chatting to Bolts, actually, just before this. Obviously, Bolts was the captain, club captain, and he's now moved on. Um, asked him sort of who, to, who could we watch out for. Um, and we've got young lad Harry Seward, uh, tight prop. Um, I think a really, really good signing. Um, and he also says Fred Betridge, he, he seems to think... I. One of my last games of rugby, Fred would have played um, with me in a second team game for for Cov against Canada randomly, and he impressed me that night. He's a bit of young pup, but by all accounts, he, he is the one to watch at Cov this year. Um, also, you've got Joe Snow back from his ACL, and I, I know Snowy. Snowy's a good player, so you know you get you get some key positions right. Tight head nine, eight, back row. Fly off, you know. You you can do you can do good things in this league, and like you said, the the crowd at Cov is is really important to to their home fixtures. I think it was last year they they didn't win a, an away game, did they? For for until towards the end of the season, so they sort their away form out. Then you're looking at a top four team. If they continue to be poor on the road, then they'll, they'll be in a similar position. But I imagine that'll be Alex Ray's focus this year is to still pick up their wins at home, but then get get a stronger performance on the road. I mean, it's not like anywhere's too far from Cov. Everywhere's an hour away apart from Pirates. So. <laughs> it's not It's not the bus journey. Unlike us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Six hours everywhere. <laughs> okay, who have we got next, mate? Amtil, finishing in seventh place last season. Ah, the mob. Now, I mean, they've signed Tom Hardwick and that's potentially the signing... A, 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 well, apart from maybe Jonah Holmes at Ealing, but you know that's the one that stands out across the league, isn't it? And you know he's played a lot of Prem rugby. Um, he's actually from, he's I think he went to Bedford Modern um, as well, so he knows the area. And I think that's a cracking signing. They've sort of gone about their business quietly, haven't they? Until over the summer, uh, and then you start looking at the players they've signed. You go, hold on a minute, 
Um, so I think they could be strong again. And, you know, although teams know what Amtel's like and the ground is like, it's still a really tough place to go. You know, they know their own skin. They're comfortable. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is a tricky place to go. But if you're there week in, week out, you've got Charlie Beckett there who leads them really well. Uh, who also, I'd like to say, speaks really highly and positively about the league on his socials, which is really helpful. Um, so it's just, yeah, I think, I think again, that could be it. Amtel could be a team that could challenge the top four. Um, if they do or not, we'll, I think we're dependent on injuries, but I think their squad depth is a bit better than it maybe was last season. Yeah, I've got well, I've got down in my notes here that they're, they're my tip for a sort of surprise package, if you like, and, and yeah. that could mean a number of things. That could mean some eye-catching results. That could mean that they finish higher than they did last season, or they they finish, you know, very high in the league. I'm not not saying for you know for a moment that they're going to be challenging maybe the top two or three, but they could certainly beat any of those teams on their day with their, you know, their, their style of play. Um, they've they've retained a lot of their squad well. Um, they've recruited well. Uh, we spoke about Tom Harbert there. He's got a lot of Premiership experience, a lot of quality, um, and you know, and some of their players that are at Amtel that are starting to catch the eye, and I'm sure will be on the radar of you know some some Premiership clubs like to Ben Cambriani. I know he was in our our team of the year last year. Um, yeah. yeah, someone I rate highly. Very good player. Uh, and I expect to see him, him and them, do very well this season. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing how how Amdil go, and we've we'll, we'll see a lot of them. We've got them in the cup, so yeah, four 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 tough fixtures for for the Pirates next season. Um, and Hartbury, we talk about surprise packages. They're probably last year's surprise package uh, in sixth, and they they actually fell away a little bit at the end of the season. They could have finished higher than that. They could have they could have probably finished fifth. Um, obviously, Bedford. Finishing as uh, finishing the season strongly, finishing above them, um, being that surprise package, I think they've lost some key bodies because of the you know they've caught the eye as well. They've uh, James Williams has gone to Bristol. We've we've picked up a couple of lads in in Will Crane and Will Britton from Gloucester, but was on on loan at Hartbury. Um, I think it's going to be a tough season for them. Um, that's not to write them off. Uh, they're one of those sides that backs against the wall. They tend to respond well and and pick up results and uh, you only have to look at their pre-season game on Friday I think they played a, a pretty strong Gloucester A team at Kingsome and won 44-7 I think it was so I wasn't expecting to to see that but you know I still think Harbury could could find life a bit tougher this season um, yeah. with you know, losing some of those bodies like you say about the dual registration players they're not going to be available as, as frequently perhaps as they would have been in the past um, like to Toby Venner who was Excellent for them last season. Has gone to gone to Jersey. He's actually signed for Jersey, and Josh Gray's uh, gone from Hartbury to Jersey on loan as well. So another another key body that would be there, uh, you know, week in week out for them. And, and Will Crane, their captain, obviously as well. So yeah, it could be could be tough for Hartbury, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. I, th- I think that Hartbury's saving grace is there because their books program is so strong. You know, we 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 can't watch every game of rugby, can we? So it's like. What have they got on the next line of conveyor belt? And obviously, the, the the real top guys will go go to Gloucester. But I imagine they've got a group of lads in that books team that will be strong that will fill those voids. But you know, those guys that have come into the champ from that league it is a different kettle of fish. It's I'd say it's championship still a tougher league, but these guys that are coming out of books would be now we're not far off it, you know. So I think that could potentially fill some of those voids but we we won't know that until 
until we've seen them play. And, you know, we could be talking at the end of the season about a few of those guys in teams of weak teams of the season. So I think, you know, I think Harbury be be steady this year. I don't think they'd be I think they'll be a mid pack team. Um and again another tough place to go. And, you know, coaches that have been there ages, people come in and slot slot nicely into their system. So it's an easy place to go as a player. Um but yeah, I think they'll be mid pack. And then if we move on to one of my other old clubs, which is the running joke on here, <laughs> so, which is which is Bedford, sold my old mate Bouge, which is uh which is a hell of a signing, really. I could, you kind of hope that um Bedford Bedford are very good at that. So Bedford are good at like, allowing people to to come in and have a chance, um, give them opportunity. Bouge would sign from Jersey. Had you know got his wasps gig, um, and then welcome welcome them back, and it's it's happened with with Charlie Clare, it's happened with Ian Vass, you know, it's happened with over the years, and Bouge Bouge isn't done, like he's he's at thirty one, thirty two, I think, uh, nearly nearly had a, a little one as well, so father and may have calmed down a wee bit, but I'm looking at his socials over the summer, I don't know if he has, which is good, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a hell of a player, you know, and he's a great leader, and he's coming on the coaching staff. Jake Sharp, ex-player, he's in there, linked with Saints. Honestly, like I'm not biased on this. They 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 play some of the best rugby in the league. Uh, got the yeah, best yeah. supported te- best supported team in the league. I really hope they have a big year. Normally, the Bedford cycle is an interesting one if you look at it over the years, and they'll they'll have a year where they they lose their better players and they go up to prem. And they'll have a consolidation year, and then the following year they'll they'll just have this world a year, and maybe this year could be that where they where they're really you know challenging towards the top end of the league. Um, it's a shame there's not playoffs anymore, but you know I think I I I'm expecting big things from from Bedford this season. Yeah, I agree. I I actually think they're going to have a big season this year. I think um, you just see the the cogs starting to turn towards the end of last year. They're a little bit inconsistent. I think with a couple of pods where we. So ask, asking the question as to you know what would happen. I think um, I think Amtel had, had leapt ahead of them in the table and and you know it wasn't looking wasn't looking too promising for for Blues. But they, you know they've they've got a again another team that can just strike from anywhere. So you know talked about that they're the very exciting team to watch in the league and um, you know they score tries for fun and obviously uh, Wally's got the the international recognition in the summer and and. Carving up for uh, it's Hong Kong, isn't it? He's playing for Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing doing very very good stuff there. And you know they've got the the, the strike the strike plays on the on the wing. And uh, yeah, I expect I expect they'll be scoring tries for fun again. And I expect them to do well. And I, I think they will go well this season. I really do. I think they you know they've got that big performance in them. They beat Ealing away last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they go. I think they could be very dangerous for the big sides this season. Yeah. Um, which obviously brings us nicely onto the. The top four last year, which was such a closely fought contest all the way through the season, I've, I've got down my notes for Jersey. It's hard to it's hard to think they finished as low as fourth because they were they were so impressive last season. They really were that one, at one point they they almost they were almost top, I think, and they were you know they were physically dominating teams. But oddly, it was actually their home form that in the end that sort of bit them on the backside. I think they got they they lost their home to Ealing, they lost their home to Doncaster, and they. We we picked them at our place and they just trailed off a little bit, but <clears throat> such a good setup over there. Great place to go and, and play and watch rugby. Um, recruited well. We spoke about uh, Toby Venner uh, earlier on in the show there, and and you know what he can bring to 
to Jersey and you think you've got that tough, uncompromising pack and then you've got a live wire nine like that with front football, he could cause cause some big problems for teams. And um, yeah, I expect I expect they'll be I actually think they'll they'll finish higher than they did last season. I think they'll be a really, really tough team to play against. The thing the thing with Jersey is that their forward pack and is traditionally so strong. It's where they've come and stuck last year is against teams that can match that and they've got a bit more bit more out wide. So can can Werner be the, the guy that links the two uh, and can can they then kick on and like you say, I I, I kind of agree with you, I think, because they are they're a full time outfit, aren't they? They've got good players in the right positions, sort of predicting that they'd be sort of challenging at Ealing, maybe not over a whole season, but um I think that's what they'd probably be targeting on the island as well. Um and it brings us um because he Jersey Pirates kind of follows each other a little bit these days, doesn't it? So it was a big rivalry. You got Harvey there, you know, who's ex-coach of Pirates when I was there. And there's been some great battles between the two teams of it. Um, obviously, you're in the mix on the Pirates. This, this, you work for Pirates your second season as well. Don't get second season syndrome, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just give us a bit of an insight, mate, as to sort of. The, the the ins and outs you have to predict how well you're going to do but it's sort of obviously you're on the inside you know it's I think Dunks has left has he um, you've heard yeah. Matt Jess Jess has left as well so I mean, there's been some guys that have been around the club for a long time that have moved on so it's just sort of yeah it's almost um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the end of an era but certainly the sort of like a a cycle I guess um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of experienced uh, lads have left you spoke about Tom Duncan there, uh, Josh Colfield, Matt Bowell, uh, Alex O'Meara, we said earlier on in the show. Yeah, it's, it's a list, I won't go through it, but I think there was some alarm bells ringing from supporters when they saw who was leaving at the end of the season and obviously came so close to to doing something pretty special last year. But, um, yeah, those lads have been there a long time. Some of them have, have chosen to um, drop down a league and, and focus on work. Some of them have re- retired from the, from the pro game. Um, some have moved on to, to uh, bigger and better things in the Premiership potentially, um, you know, and and it's that's that's rugby, that's that's the nature of the, the game, that's the nature of you know, human beings, um, which is which is absolutely fine, you know, that you know those those guys are, are pirate legends in their own right, most of them, and and they're always they'll, they'll always be welcomed back. So no, no, there's no there's no hard feelings in that regard. But what it, what it has done is it has given. You know, with the recruitment we've done, a chance to freshen the squad up a bit. Um, some different, some new faces, some different faces. But you know, I think I think we have recruited well, despite people, the people that have left. Um, you know, and obviously we we hit out on on Friday night against Exeter, and you think basically our entire pack was different, uh, minus John Stevens, who's captain. You know, yeah. we, we, we're very well drilled, and I, I, you know it's a testament to the coaches. I think as much as anything that the, the boys are so so well drilled, no matter who the personnel are. Um, the more was strong, our set pieces was strong, and uh, you know, and that's what we base our game on, and that's what I think we'll continue to do. And yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll go well this season. I think we're we're a bit of an unknown quantity in terms of you know all these changes, but look, you you you'll see you'll see performances from the boys they just they just show up at the Monet and I think they'll continue to do that this season where we'll finish is is 
where we'll finish. And, you know, that's 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 for other people to predict, not for me. <laughs> I can predict. <laughs> you can you can absolutely you can absolutely predict, Gully. And, and yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll sure I'm sure we'll try and get that out of you later on. But yeah, we're we're happy with where we are. We're in a good spot yeah. and we're we're really looking forward to Friday. Yeah, yeah. I had a brief catch up with Morgs. Um, obviously, he's at Worcester and what's going on there is interesting. Um, but yeah, he was saying that the coaches are pretty, pretty pleased with their squad. Um, the the age has changed changed slightly, but he said the I think Paves and and Cats uh, and Louis are pretty pretty confident with the with the players they've got and really looking forward to the season. Um, brings us on to. Uh, Donny next to you. I mean, what a season they had last year. Um, you know, some some big players look, you know, going out the door there to to bigger to bigger things, perceivably. Um, as long as it's not wasps or Worcester, that's all right, isn't it? So, <laughs> uh, so Sam Graham, we're allowed to say that. Yeah, so Sam Graham, he, he went to he's gone to Saints, hasn't he? Where did where did Josh Peters go? Newcastle, I believe. He's gone to Newcastle. Um, Mr. Volpe, he's moved on to to. Um, I believe he's gone to Italy, there. isn't he? You know, he's got a good gig there. Um, brought in a few others. I, you know, I think Donny will be strong. You know, it's a good signing for them that not many people know about. It was a guy called Sam Daly, who I know from from down this way, and he is he's a back row lad that can play six, seven, or eight. And I think if he can stay fit, I think they've got themselves a good one there. Um, and then. Uh, signed Robbie Smith as well, so yeah, I th- they're, they're going to be up there, aren't they? They're going to be a top four team. I don't think we can can argue that. Um, no, I think I think they will as well. I think they will. I think they 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 may struggle to to put that kind of run together that they did last season. I think they yeah. it was something like fifteen on the trot or something like that. They were they were unstoppable at one point. Um, whether they can do that again with the players they've lost, I'm not so sure. But they'll definitely, for me, they'll definitely be in the top four. Um, mm. Very, very strong, uh, as always. Difficult place to go up there. Um, you know, uh, you know, a bit of travel for, for us, especially, but lots of other teams have got to spend some time on the bus to get up there. So, you know, once you get out, get get the, the bus journey out of your legs at Castle Park, it's not the best place to be. And then we're on to, I've just realised um, that I've said that about five teams are going to be in the top four here. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you're in the top four or not, because it's not a playoff. So, it's first past the post. So, I'm talking shite as normal. But um, I think... <laughs> You know, Ealing, Ealing are favourites, right? I haven't looked at the bookies, but they're going to be, you know, ridiculously short odds to win it. Um, made some good signings. Jonah Holmes is the one that really sticks out. Um, and it's just like, how do you stop Ealing? I think they, I think you said to me earlier that they've got two teams there that you probably expect two teams to finish in the top four in this league. So they are looking good. Uh, but with, with pressure... Pressure does funny things to people. So, you know, if you go back through what we've just said, so if you're reeling, you're going to Jersey away. Jersey, you'll fancy that. Doesn't matter who who comes on the island, they'll fancy winning that. You know, Pirates, you fancy anybody at home. You know, then there's then there's Amtil. So, although Ealing are, are the favourites, you know, you have to respect the league. And there's some bloody good teams in there. I mean, Bedford did a job on them last year, didn't they? Out of nowhere at Ealing. Um, smashed their scrum up and did them out wide. So, uh, will they go and beat him for the season? I, I don't know if that will, that will happen. But there's, like I said, there's some really tough places to go. Um, and I and I hope I hope they don't walk it, but they are clear favourites. 
it's certainly possible they could go the whole season unbeaten. I don't, I don't think they will either. I think they'll come unstuck at, at some point. But yeah, just just re- saying what you said there, they're, they're going to be they're going to take some stopping. Real juggernaut of a side. And you look at some of the teams they played in preseason. They played uh, Zebra the, the other night, I think, and put forty points on them. And it's only preseason; you can't read too much into it, but it gives you a decent gauge, you know. Two, two. So I think they were one, one, one weekend. They played Roslyn Park away and Biritz away, and they sent two teams that could, like we say, they could have easily matched any team in the championship. They, they've just got such a strong squad, so much depth. Um, the recruitment's brilliant. The setups great, and you know they're they're a good, they're they're a shining light of the league as well, aren't they? You know they're they're yeah. they're, they're going about their business nicely, and they, they've they've got ambition and they want to go places. So you know credit to them, I think, and. They play some good stuff as well. It's you know it's highest. It's not exactly uh, ten ten man grind rugby. It's you know they can they can mix it up and do a bit of both. So yeah. I think they're going to take some stopping, and they're they're probably the clear favourites. I'm going to put you on the spot, Gully. Give me give me five five things that you're that you're going to predict to happen in this this season. I, not necessarily where people will finish, but five five things. Come on, let's have it. Oh shit, you know, mate. Five things. <laughs> <laughs> you call me up. <laughs> right, Bedford will beat Ealing. Uh, at some point during the season, there's going to be some shit lids. Um, George Edson, Barnett. George Edson's going to be terrible on socials as per normal. Um, what else can I? Five things is a lot, mate. Do you know what? There's, every club's going to be. This is going to be quite quite te- not tasty, but you know, I look at the Premiership and I look at the Championship. I think the the Championship now sits in a place that's probably stronger than it was a year ago, and I predict that. The team that goes up will then add value to the Premiership rather than what they think the other way around, and I think the Championship could be a shining light on the, on the game in this country with with what the clubs have done in the past year or so, coming through COVID and sorting their their finances out and becoming sustainable. I think that that story needs to be told, and it's I think that's a real positive thing from everything. Um, and I think, like I said, that the, the champ could become a bit of a shining light for, for English rugby again, which it once was. Uh, what else is going to happen, mate? You're right. Five is a lot. You don't have to do five. No. I just went off and like, I, I love the championship bit then. Because <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's relevant at the minute, isn't it, with, with what's going I'll on? Say, we'll, we'll save your predictions for the opening round of fixtures for later on in the week in the socials. But just looking at those fixtures for that opening round. And obviously we've got six full fixtures with the 12-team the league now and no bye weeks. We start the, the season at home to, to Richmond on Friday night and Coventry and Bedford um, at Cov on Friday night as well. Another big clash there. Amptill Jersey on Saturday. Coldy start their life in the championship with Harbury visiting them. Uh, Scottish entertain Nottingham at the RAG and Ealing and Donny as well up at... Uh, the Trailfinders Sports Centre. That's going to be a really tasty one, isn't it? Yeah. Are you Friday night? Are you? Uh, we are Friday night. Yeah. And the, and the candlelight, or you got some floodlights down there, mate. Friday night lights, <laughs> mate. Friday night lights. Three thousand two hundred there last week against Exeter. It was fantastic atmosphere. So not sure we'll get That's quite so many, but hopefully, hopefully a few people fancy coming back after a, a good display. Yeah. That. Yeah. I saw the crowd last week. That was amazing. Uh, so yeah, the ones that jump out there: Covey, Bedford, um, and then the Eland Donny game. And do you know what? Coldy will fancy that against Hartbury. Why wouldn't you? I think so. Yeah. I think so, so yeah, too. 
Isn't yeah. it great to have that many fixtures again at the weekend? Just like absolutely, no. I don't think I don't think any team. You know, you look at the Prem as well. I don't think anyone has anything positive to say about the bye week in in yeah. terms of the sense that you, it can hold momentum. It can be difficult to regenerate that once you've had a week off. And I think there was a stat about teams playing after the bye week and their their win percentage was very low. So yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to have a, a you know a mouth watering opening round of fixtures. One that sticks out for me there, actually, I know Ealing and Donny obviously is a is a is a big clash and it speaks for itself. I'd I'd be interested to see how Ampdale Jersey goes mm. at Dimson Park. I think that's going to be I think that's going to be a tasty one if the weather carries on like it's been this week. That could be a real battle early on in the season. I wouldn't wouldn't want to be crawling out of bed the next morning having played in that game. I don't think. Yeah, could, like you say, it could be a tasty one. Um, we have had it wet down there. It's not been so bad up there in the Midlands. Maybe it's maybe it's heading it heading that way. But it's a you know thing. what, mate? It's it's it's, re- it's really good to be talking about the league again. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing the results. And these Friday night fixtures brings we have to get to a few more fixtures this season as well. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again this week, Gully. We're looking forward to the season starting again, and uh, looking forward to talking all things champ rugby in a couple of weeks' time and the rest of the season. Top man. Cheers, Roscoe. That was the Championship Clubs Podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.